The most important readings we need to take if we're doing a study of evapotranspiration are the temperature, uh, the amount of sunshine that we're getting, the wind speed and the humidity. Here in the pen we have a range of uh, meteorological equipment. In the Stevenson screen we have a maximum minimum thermometer. We also have the wet dry bulb hygrometer. On the ground here we have a couple of rain gauges and uh, we measure radiation using the radiometer. They're continual recording instruments. So as well as us doing the daily met readings, there is a, a continual recording of things which is being done for the Environment Agency as part of their flood prediction system. 0.1 millimetres. Of all the factors which affect the distribution and development of vegetation, then climate's obviously a, a very important set of factors. And in a situation like this, uh, comparisons of rates of evapotranspiration between the top and the bottom of the slope might actually start to pick out reasons why we might get different vegetation in the different areas. What we need is a number of groups up at the top, a number of groups down here, taking readings at exactly the same point in time. Each group's going to be doing at least two replicates to give us that sort of level of replication. Six at the top, six at the bottom. So we've been collecting measurements on wind speed and humidity to try and build up a picture of the rate of evapotranspiration so we can then start to say something about whether perhaps the top of the site is more stressed environmentally than the bottom of the site is. To look at the humidity we need, the easiest way to do it is wet and dry temperatures. We have this whirling hygrometer. You whirl it around 30 seconds and the amount of drying depends on the humidity of the air. The drier the air, the more evaporation taking place and the bigger the temperature which is going to be recorded by your dry bulb and your wet bulb temperature. Anemometer. A little ball joint with a, a wind vane inside. It takes like a, a running average over a, a 10, 15 second period. It was really nice to actually put um, sort of some of the things you read about into practice because it's okay seeing a photograph of a whirling hygrometer and, but actually to get out there and use it, it was really, really good to, to use. Once we've got the relative humidities, we can add that in with our temperature data from the either the Met station this morning, which gives us the maximum for yesterday. We've got our sunlight hours for yesterday, we've got our wind speeds, we can get an overall picture of evapotranspiration. When we get back in, we've got uh, quite a lot of number crunching to do, so we need to work out average wind speeds, average humidities, and we've then got quite a, a complex model. Uh, it's a computer model that we put all this data into, which will then give us various rates of evapotranspiration for the sites we're looking at. What else might we need to put into the equation to actually look at it? One of the other A's that Hilary said. Albedo. So we can put in an albedo for this particular type of vegetation which we're going to call sh short grassland because it is really, isn't it? Okay, so we can put the data in and we can come up with a prediction that we're going to get more evapotranspiration top than bottom. Are you going to accept that as a, a hypothesis? thing which is of main interest I think to both us and the students is what it actually means in terms of you know once again the big picture you know how does that relate to the distribution of real plants and animals so we have to spend quite a lot of time analysing the data and trying to draw out those patterns and draw out the, the full set of information from it.